Father, here we are, we ask that you teach us. Let this not just be information. We've not come to, <laughs> to learn more stuff. We've come to experience transformation by your spirit. Open our eyes that we may see wondrous things from your word. We receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. That the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. For it is in your light that we see light. We give you all the glory. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Glory to God. Mm. All right, once again, I want to welcome you to midweek. I want to encourage you to settle down, bring out your Bibles, bring out your notepads, your devices, whatever it is you are using to capture God's thoughts to you this evening. Last week, Wednesday, by God's grace, we commenced a new conversation on Bible meditation. We made it clear that it has become obvious to our very distraught, distracted, noisy world today that one of the principles of distressing and maximizing productivity is meditation. However, the way the world uses meditation is completely different and its goals, its objectives, completely different from what scripture teaches as the art of meditation and that was what we made clear last week that the fact that the enemy has copied it the fact that the enemy has adulterated it the fact that it seems as though the enemy has popularized it it doesn't mean that he is the original owner the patent glory to god the original patent for creation still belongs to the uncreated creator he's still the patent owner and he's still empowering his children. And I'm praying for someone. The real objective in this month is an invitation, a beckoning to a place of quietness, to a place of stillness, to a place of confidence. The noise out, and boy, are we going to be blessed next week, Sunday. The noise out there is not designed for your good. All of the rat, race, hustle, and bustle is not designed for your good. It gives you a false sense of busyness as far as you are not running the father's business. Mm. Somebody saw that. So our anchor scripture in the month of May on our conversation at the midweek service on Bible meditation is Psalms chapter 46, verse 10 and verse 11. Be still and know. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. For if I be lifted, I, I will draw all men unto me. The lifting eye process, the exaltation is connected to a place of stillness and knowledge. This is what Jesus is saying, that there is something you can do, that the world will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. How much glory have we deprived the Father of by, by, by saying yes to a comfort zone, limited, subservient, small life? It says in verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. 
Mm. In the course of this evening, I want to encourage you, please, receive God's word. We are not teaching Eastern. If you missed last week, please go back. We really, really laid the bricks and it will bless you. But stay focused this evening and the word of God is also definitely going to bless us. Glory to God. We established the importance of Bible meditation as the secret to the believer's good success. Joshua 1 verse 8. As the secret to the believer's flourishing. Psalms 1, 1, 2, and 3. As the advice that fathers, good fathers, raise their children in. We saw Abraham there mentoring Isaac. Isaac doing that prayer meditation in the evening. We saw the same with Paul admonishing his son, Timothy. Meditate on these things. Give yourself holy to them and i pray for you that all of this will not just fly over your head but the grace to be a doer of the word let that grace come upon you in the mighty name of jesus that you are the one that will make our time day and night that is our doctor's prescription to make our time for study to make out time for meditation to make out time for praying true that that grace will come upon us that we will disconnect from this revolving <laughs> this revolving endless rat race and we will rediscover the place of quietness in the name of jesus glory to god hmm. so our objective this evening is to unveil the three m's some would teach it as the three layers the three levels the three steps all right but just to help you the three m's or the three p's of bible meditation the th please open your hearts this evening the, the the danger of what we are learning this evening is it is actually very simple extremely simple but very enlightening some of you will see some things and you will get it this evening some of you will get it on your first listen. <laughs> Some will get it on the second listen. All right, please, as uh, whatever it takes. So we saw from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 30, I just want to show you that the copycat version, in a way, alludes to the fact that there are three levels to this. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 30. This is Solomon admonishing us about how the, the, the wicked bring forth wickedness through the art of evil meditation. It says he shuts his eyes to devise forward things, perverse things, moving his lips. It brings evil to pass. So just in this verse, we see a condensation of three activities that the, the the old goal is level three to bring something new to pass it's to become the a a, a license or a franchise of the co-creation mandate you can bring things to pass but you don't bring things to pass by running and rushing to bring things to pass you know the scripture where jesus says which of you who wants to build a tower will not first count the cost we use that i've used it absolutely not nothing wrong with that very accurate to use it as a planning scriptural basis for planning but what we are even learning here that the first planning must be the mental meditative planning when you meet people who live their lives like this they are the ones that they've trouble pardon my french trouble shot or trouble i don't want to say shooted on live tv <laughs> they've run through things those are the people you see that they have 
something. And then on the heat of the day, where people are seeing it for the first time, experiencing it for the first time, they are calm. Someone says, OMG, we need, we forgot this, we forgot this, we forgot this. And there's someone there smiling at the corner and just brings it out. He says, how on earth did you think that you should bring this? Sometimes the Holy Spirit just, you know, whispers to you and says, take that along. You're like, we, we, we won't need that. We won't need that. But I'm telling you that really the Holy Spirit wants to graduate you from this. He wants to bring you to a place of stillness where you've run through the entire event in your mind. You've actually seen the backdrop remove and you fixed it in your mind. So you left your house with extra pins. You saw the battery run flat, so you picked up spare batteries on the road. I'm talking about a superior level of living here. So this scripture already shows us that there are three layers to this, even from the copycat. Remember, our priority is the original. I just thought to point this out that you will see there is a shutting of the eyes to the vice. There is a moving of the lips and there is a bringing to pass. So we'll go straight into our three M's, three P's of meditation, and we'll go into it layer by layer. We will concentrate this evening, especially on the first two, because those are the keys that are missing. Many of us jump to level three and we'll begin to make proclamations. We begin to say, let there be, and there is nothing because we've not given the spirit, the, 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 the freelance, the yielding to brood over. We've not done good, deep, prescriptive meditation and we are speaking words and those words are very powerless. And our world is staring us, situation is staring us and wondering, did you even speak at all? What spoke? What sound is that? We are saying, let there be and there is nothing. And I pray for you under the sound of my voice as you begin to receive these words and as you begin to engage in this spiritual discipline, power will be restored to your words. In the mighty name of Jesus, like the one under authority, once again, you will say, go and they will go. You will say, come, and it will come. You will say, be open, and it will open. You will say, be shut, and it will be shut. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, somebody say, glory to God. Mm. So for the words interpreted, meditate in our English Bible, there are three root renditions now my use of the word root many of us will understand it from what we learned um, last month rather than seeing from the original hebrew or the original greek we are choosing to see the root language the three m's to muse the first to mutter the second to moan the third the same concept, if we were to use the P's, whether you remember the M or you remember the P's, you must remember one. And, and let me tell you, what we want to do at the end of this series is now to trust God and you bring out your schedule. See, if you don't plan it, it won't happen. You can just desire it. And I, I, I am trusting the Lord that we will get to... <laughs> Boy, there's just so much. There's just so much. The first P is to ponder silently. The second P is to prayerfully ponder so you are no longer silent now. Your mouth is now open. And the third P is to 
proclaim. So if you are to put the M's and the P's side by side, you will see that the musing there involves a silent pondering. The muttering involves a prayerful pondering. And then the mourning there, the releasing of sounds there, will now involve a proclamation of the output of level two. And I'm going to break this down for us. Please, if you're writing, you might want to make a table with the M's or with the P's. And we'll talk about the outcome or to what end. Because if you do not know to what end, you will believe you are done. Not knowing you are not done. Hmm. And you will see things not show up because you assumed that you were done. Somebody say glory to God. Hmm. All right. Number one, to muse or to silently ponder. To muse or to silently ponder. To muse or to silently ponder. I will show you what the goal is for this. As far as Bible meditation is concerned, I will also tell you what the goal for this is. As far as the copycat demonic meditation is concerned so that you can see why you must run away from that we read this last week but we're going to read it again isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15 in returning and rest you shall be saved your deliverance is in your returning and in your rest it says in quietness and confidence shall be your strength the first layer the first entry point is coming to the place of stillness, coming to the place of quietness, enjoying the beauty of silence. However, it is important that I let you know how to do this and what the goal is because there are some out there teaching things using breathing exercises and i understand the neuroscience of breathing exercises and how it is possible to create some some neural states just by controlling your breathing and they bring postures into it <laughs> i'm almost doing it on tv and i'm showing you a more excellent way somebody say glory to god in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Show me a man who knows Bible meditation. Show me a yogi who knows Eastern meditation. They can use their mind to levi levitate and to bend metals. I can use the spirit of God to create realities and to shape destinies and to bring miracles to my world. Which is better? Hear me, child of God. I am praying for you for the grace of fearlessness. The righteous is as bold as a lion. Gone are the days where you hear, oh, that, oh, oh, no, oh, oh, what? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you carry? Boy. Let's stay on focus. Now, this silence here is a silence in the realm of the mind. It means that it might be possible that your surrounding is not absolutely silent but you have helped to bring stillness. The, the, the picture of your mind is just everywhere. Everywhere, running here. Think, some of you literally right now, as you are listening to me, you are thinking of bedtime, you are thinking of breakfast, thinking of the lunch pack, some are thinking of the meeting, some are think, thinking of the email. You know, your mind is everywhere. If you are going to do meditation well, 
you will need to learn to bring your mind to a place of confidence, not to a place of emptiness. Somebody will need to write that down. The goal, we might as well just say it. The goal of this first layer is to bring your mind to a place of stillness and confidence, not to a place of emptiness. The goal of the other copycat is, they say, empty your mind. Empty your mind. I think I shared this with us once. Um, they call it relaxation exercises in our daughter's school. And sincerely, what it is, is just meditation. And she told her teachers, we, I don't do that. <laughs> this is a four-year-old. And we told her, it's okay. You don't, you don't, that's what they know. But for what you know, when you, you can, if you want to relax, you can use words with daughter. You can sing a song of worship. You can speak in tongues right there and let them do what they are doing. And the teachers, one of the teachers is actually born again and will whisper to me, whisper to her mom and say, we, we understand it. What, a, what an amazing job she's doing. Understanding at that young age, the principle of standing out, not caving in. We are trusting God for the grace that it will come for all of us parents to raise them to be the giants God has designed them to be, not for them to bow to Nebuchadnezzar's idols, but for them to stand taller than any golden image that the world will build around them, to exhibit glory, to show excellence, superior methods. You can bring all your idols and all your demons and everything together. I will show you a superior one that Christ has been made the head of principalities and powers. I am seated with him. So what? what where, look at the algorithm. Look, 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 look. Boy, Use. Look at the organogram. Where are they? Where are you? That's the question. Where are they and where are you? What are the practical tips for attaining this mental stillness? There was a, I'm giving you just practical tips because I don't want this, this to be out there for you i don't want you to need to see me personally and book a session we're going to have that we're going to have the the bible town hall some of you can pull me aside on on service days and say pd quick question for you of course we can do that but i know that we have a wide audience that will be blessed by this i want to make this as practical enough we said this last week some of you extroverted people will need to find a place that is quiet you will need to close your blinds. And if you don't have that quiet place, you'll go and sit in your car. Or you go in the shower. You'll find somewhere. And some of us introverted people will attain that mind stillness during a prayer walk. Meaning our body is in motion and our mind is attaining that same level of stillness. To what end? To the end of confidence. How do you do that for the believer? It's not breathing exercises. It's not, it's not a random chance. I introduce to you the power of a song. The power of a song. How do I describe the power of a song? How do I describe this precious Holy Spirit? Imagine a city with the worst traffic in the world. It's difficult for, for those of us who, who are in the GTA. You know, we, we have some bad traffic sometimes, especially when there's construction or there's a crash. But I'm talking of, of, of traffic where <laughs> in a city like Lagos, 
where you drop someone at the airport. They have a six, seven hour flight to London and the person <laughs> who is flying to London is calling you and you're still in traffic. Um, I, I speak of that sort of traffic. Where nothing is moving. There are, there are a group of powerful citizens, please permit my illustration, who have this armamentorium and they use armed mobile men and they are just allowed to go against the traffic. They, they, are, they are permitted to, as it were, I don't want to use the word break, but let me say overrule the law for, 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 for mere citizens. That's the best illustration I can give for the power of music. Music, it, it takes mobile police and, and drives words into your mind. It's, it's one of the greatest tools in child education. They, that's why they use songs. You can teach them A, B, C, D. And I'm telling you, this is used in, in clinical psychology. It is used in the advertisement industry. The songs of some of these dangerous cartoons, some of them have stuck with you for years, 20 years since you watched some of those cartoons because they researched on the kind of music. Uh, to, to an extent, I've studied music therapy. And I, I, am, I, am, I am conscious of the concept called worms. They're actually called worms. They're combination of musical sounds, the ones that pierce the brain, the neural circuits, the most. So you find yourself singing something, you, you don't even know when you learned it. Thinking thoughts, getting in your feelings, and you don't even know what is going on, except that your ears have been opened. I, I can never forget, it was winning ways many years ago. I was a young boy, it was in prayer dome. Dr. Mike Murdoch was the speaker. And he said something that has stuck with me for life. He said, as a believer in the modern world, it is wrong for you not to carry your own atmosphere with you. He said, you must have a music player, a message player, and your headphones. This was trying to put years to it now. This was a very long time. I had no, in my wildest imaginations, expected that I'll be serving at this capacity in KICC. Such a blessing that conference was. Boy, we're on point number one. The power of a song and the power of praying in tongues. For the believer, those are your tools for achieving and attaining the stillness and quietness. In the first few minutes of speaking in tongues, you are the one doing most of the, you are the one opening your mouth and is giving you utterance. After a while, the utterance is now from a very deep place. And you know that everything has been pushed away now. It's as though you've left where you are. Or when you understand the power of a song, the power of a true song, and I'm telling you, when you begin to do this, all right, let me show you from scriptures. First Samuel chapter 18 and verse 6. First Samuel chapter 18, uh, because many of us just have tunes. Oh, I just love the beat. I just love the tune. The tune, the, the sound is the mobile police. The lyrics is the, is the cargo. The sound is the Trojan horse. The lyrics is the enemy forces. I hope these illustrations are making sense to us. Because there was a song in 1 Samuel 18 verse 6. Everybody was jiving to the beat. Someone was paying attention to the lyrics. It says when the victorious Israelite army. So David had defeated Goliath. Israel was in, you know, triumphant mode, victory mode. David automatically had been promoted to be a part of the army. He was serving 
amazingly and humbly under king saul they were going to battles you know things were just going nice until an album was released until a track was dropped and it was the ladies singing boy it says when the victorious i mean verse 6 first samuel chapter 18 when the victorious israelite army was returning home after david had killed the philistine women from all the towns of israel came out to meet king saul they sang and they danced for joy picture it we'll get to the place of pictures soon with tambourines and cymbals this was their song this is the new living translation it says it was a song this is the lyrics they think it was the beat i'm sure it was a jivey beat it's the kind of beat where you know right now as i'm doing this i remember many years ago when a particular track this thing went round the world I won't say the song, but I'll, I'll, I'll try and make the beat here. If, you, if my mic can pick it. I remember when the sound came up. We didn't even know who was singing, who was about to sing, what was about to be sung. We were just, hmm, hmm, hmm. Now as mobile police getting ready, <laughs> forces, <laughs> forces are about to be deployed. When you begin to do this with songs, your spirit will begin to pick the origin of songs. This is a conversation completely for another day. So that you know songs that can help you and songs that are just nice songs. Well, you know I've not said anything about gospel, non-gospel, Christian, non-Christian. I'm talking of songs of the spirit here. We've left whether they mention Jesus or not. I'm talking of songs of the spirit here. Hmm. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands. Amazing. I'm, so, I'm sure Saul was still doing like this. He just said the bridge. And David is ten thousands. He was first, you know. I'm sure he was still enjoying the beat. I, I'm, this is my imagination now. And you just remember the groove. Maybe he didn't really hear what the ladies were saying. And he just got to his washroom, you know, trying to refresh. Oh, amazing victory. Just pumping. He just said the lyrics. Saul has... Huh? Huh? <laughs> it says in verse 8 this made Saul very angry this is not normal anger now this is a demon attached what this is said the credits David with 10,000 and me with only thousands can you see that there, there was no there was no um, what's that thing called now there was no benefit of the doubt at all dear Saul what if they gave you you said thousands what if they gave you 9,000. Somebody say, pity, leave it. Leave it. It says, next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time, verse 9, so from that time, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The next verse begins with an spirit. Music. Sound. 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 The goal of this first layer is not emptiness. I cannot armor that enough. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 in the Amplified. But this is Jesus speaking. But when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, of a woman, of a boy, of a girl, it roams through. I'm saying this because many are in church for a one hour, two hour service, but they are with their headphones for 10 hours a day. 
That is where the real preaching is going on. That is where the real mentorship is going on. Not just regular learnings now, but with mobile, <laughs> mob, with, with forces ensuring direct access to your subconscious. It roams through dry, arid places in search of rest, but it does not find any. Verse 44. Then it says, this is the language of these demonic spirits. I will go back to my house. You've been cast out and you're still referring to it as your house from which I came out. And when it arrives, it finds the place. Please, if you have an electronic Bible, highlight. If you have your paper Bible on the line, it finds the place unoccupied, swept, put in order and decorated. This is the goal of the initial phases of Eastern meditation. Empty your mind, clear it, decorate it. power of a song so because of our time in my notes here i said practical tips find a still quiet place it might not be physically quiet but a place where you can achieve quietness early hours late at night a prayer walk a walk in the park a walk by the lake shutting your door entering into your closet turning off the lights, having a dim source of light so that you can write or, or you can capture thoughts, putting your phone on airplane mode, and you're there praying in the spirit, singing the song that he has placed on your heart. And let me just say this. Many times we, we want to bring what we learn from corporate worship into boy. There are just so many layers. What you learn from corporate worship, you want to bring it into private meditation. It does not work that way. Hear me, in the place of meditation, whatever song the Spirit places in your heart is the song for that intimate moment. It is in corporate worship, you say, oh, that's a song of thanksgiving, maybe that's a song of praise, maybe it's a worship, maybe that's even a prayer song, maybe it's a supplication, maybe it's a song of consecration, and you're not, that's, for, that's for corporate worship. I can wear a suit and tie on Sunday if, if I'm in my house and I'm wearing a suit and a tie, Chances are that I'm about to go out. I just got back. But if I get to my room and I go to the bed with my suit tie and my shoes, then you suspect that there's a problem there. You, the, the, the corporate place is, is like a bonfire. It's where you go with your torch to, to light a torch that you take back to your private place. So whatever song of the Spirit, you put it on repeat and you begin to focus on every word. You begin to focus on every word of it. The song of the spirit. If you don't know the lyrics, you go there and say, I want to focus on every word here. Not you still, <laughs> you, 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 I was going to say this in, in, in broken pidgin English, please pardon me. I was going to say you will chop for those who need an interpreter. I pray for the gift of interpretation right now. You cannot chop, all right, the mouth in public and still chop it in private. <laughs> This is when he begins to minister to you. This is very scriptural. I will show you shortly. Another practical step to attain this stillness is practicing gratitude from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Out there, the, in science, it's actually called interoception. They tell you, breathe in. Now, let your mind focus on your toes. <laughs> like, eh? <laughs> How will my mind get to my toes? It says, as the air is going in, focus on your left lung. Then focus on your right lung. Boy. 
It's amazing what people have produced just by mastering the mind from the realm of the soul. You are a spiritual being. There's so much power available to you. You can, you can go with gratitude there. And in that still place, remember you are doing this silently. You are doing this silently. It's a silent pondering. It's a musing there. That song, you are, you, are, you are focusing on the lyrics silently initially. This is step one. In that place, you, are, you focus on your head. And you are thanking God for grace and glory. Thanking him for wellness. Thanking him for peace. Thanking him. You, you go to the, to the soul of your thank, Thanking him because your body is working perfectly well. Thanking him for those connected to you. Thanking him for the ability to smile. All of the noise outside, all of the expectations, you drown them out. This works. Another practical tip I wrote down here is wonder at the genius of creation for those who take walks, either at sunset or at dawn. Depending on where you live, your prayer walk might just be as noisy as any other time. If you live downtown and it's just billboards and ads and lights and bill, mm -mm -mm, that won't work. But if you're walking and you're seeing flowers, you're seeing trees, you're hearing birds chirping away, and you're hearing, you know, nature, and you're like, what sort of God created this? And for the first time, you're paying attention to things in your environment, a place you drive by every day, and you never knew this was this. Like, how great's the art? Still, silently. And the number four one here is praying in tongues. Initially, silently for meditation there. And you're just, you're just there. The person who is looking at you does not know what is going on. And you're just there. You're there in your car. You're there on the road. You're there in your room. You're there on your bed. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 29. We must anchor all of these on scriptures. Isaiah chapter 30. And don't worry, we are not really digging deep into layer number three today. So do not be scared for me. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 29. Remember, the conversation in Isaiah chapter 30 begins with a rebuke for confidence in Egypt and the call to God's children to come out of their dependence on swift horses and alternative rat races, to come to the place of confidence, the place of deliverance, suddenly shifts to a proclamation of judgment on Assyria. And in verse 29, tells us, you shall have a song as in the night when the holy festival is kept. There's no time to touch that now. It says, you shall have a song. You shall have a song. You shall have a song. It says, and gladness of heart, which is gratitude, as when one goes with a flute to come into the mountain of the Lord, wherever you have created. It might be your closet. It might be your street. It might be the park. It might be the car. It might be your bathroom. Wherever it is, it might be your bed. You will know now I have arrived at the mountain of the Lord. I have come with a song. I have come with gratitude. It doesn't matter what my circumstances are. It doesn't matter that my bills are due. It doesn't matter that the doctor's report just, in fact, maybe the reason I'm here is to unveil and to spend time there receiving and inculcating the essence, the verity of my healing. Every other thing is drowned out. It says in verse 30, the Lord will cause his glorious voice to be heard. This is the goal. Hmm. 
the Lord will cause his glorious voice to be heard and show the descent of his arm. Remember what we learned about the arm of the Lord is power. He says with the indignation of his anger and with the flame of a devouring fire with scattering tempest and hailstones. Verse 31, please note this down. For through the voice of the Lord, Assyria will be beaten down. Boy, as he strikes with the rod, it begins with stillness. Coming with a song, coming with gratitude. I know what you want is to hear his voice. What you want is for Assyria to be beaten down. What we want is level three. But he says you will come to that place of stillness, to that place of quietness. Fill your mind with God's thoughts. That's in my notes here, the goal of level one. To come to a place of stillness, the goal is confidence to fill your mind with God's thoughts, not emptiness. Someone is saying, PD, I hear you. Can you prove this to us from the beginning? Remember, we've been using first mention, you know. Can you prove it to us that as the Spirit of God was brooding over the waters, there was a song? Someone is saying, PD, we've caught you. We've, I've read Genesis 1 50 times now. I didn't hear any singing there. You didn't hear any singing because <laughs> the story of creation is not only in Genesis 1. It is in John 1. <laughs> it is in Proverbs 8. It is in Job 38, 39, 40. And it is littered across the Psalms. So when you say you check the beginning, which, which beginning of the beginning did you begin at? Job chapter 38 and verse 2. This is the Lord. There were a lot of wise words in the book of Job. The wisest. Oh God, pardon me for that. The only wise. Let me not say the wisest. The only wise was when the Lord spoke. So many hot takes, and that's the world we live now. Hot takes, solid, evidence-backed hot takes. But the voice of the Lord is the one that can beat down Assyria. Job chapter 38 and verse 2. Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Verse 3. Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Verse 4. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Can you see we are back at Genesis 1 now? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? It says, surely you know. Who stretched the line upon it? Verse 6. To what were its foundations? Fasting. Psalm 24 is coming to mind now. Or who laid its cornerstone? Verse 7. When the morning stars sang together. And all the songs of God shouted for joy. I like verse 7, Job chapter 38. So as the spirit was brooding over the waters, it still looked like a chaotic mix. It says that the morning stars sang together. All the songs of God shouted for joy. And if you're interested, you might want to read the rest of Job 38. <laughs> so rich. So, so rich. From verse 12, it says, have you commanded the morning? And I begin to see what light can achieve, boy. Let's not go there. Let's go to number two. Glory to God. So the first P is to ponder silently and our first M is to muse. The objective is to gain confidence and stillness. How does that happen? Your mind is filled with God's thoughts, not emptied. That's point number one. Point number two, don't worry, we'll be rounding up very shortly. Point number three is really what many people know and do. That's the let there be part. The shouting part, having not built anything. 
all right it's like pulling the trigger having not loaded the gun it, it, that's exactly what a lot of and they are firing blanks and i pray for you that your days of firing blanks have come to an end in the mighty name of jesus the second m is very powerful it is to mutter it is called prayerful pondering where the the, the and, and boy we really need a retreat guys <laughs> we need a retreat this our one hour teachings cannot cut it no we need to go we need to go to the mountainside like jesus did it for three days we don't even need to pack food somebody should just bring five loaves <laughs> of bread and two fish and we'll be fine the second layer is to mutter what really is going there is a prayerful pondering there is a word now that you now begin to verbalize it might be a line from the song it might be the scripture that he has given you or it might be a scripture connected to your own desire and you want him to back it up with his integrity so this is no longer just the written graphe this is no longer the logic of the logos this is now a quickened rema word you stay there in the place of muttering now as you are muttering part of what you are doing is you are beginning to form pictures from the ground up when that picture is completely formed, there is the dawning of the desta and there is a bursting forth of the gushers. And then you know beyond a reasonable doubt that you have seen it. You know that you have touched it. That is the power of muttering and prayerful pondering. This is the main essence of the power of meditation. The first step brings us into the zone where we make this possible. The last step is where we now run to bring forth what we have created here. This is the the real work muttering hmm. thank you precious holy spirit psalms chapter 119 verse 148 the psalm is speaking says i stayed i'm reading from the message i stayed awake all night prayerfully pondering your promise everybody has been told it is our year of taking over not everybody will end up taking over not because god is unrighteous or god is unfaithful but are, he has laid down his word and he's saying take my word this this takeover thing let it go from being just noise around you from a theme for a year to let it become real to you you've stayed there and you've brooded over it the spirit of god there has brooded over it and then you can now say i am taking over and you begin to that's what your pondering is it depends on whatever the spirit of god quickens for you that phrase that verse and i'm telling you there's power in quickening sometimes what is being quickened may not be an exact situation for instance somebody who is in need might go with philippians 4 19 my god shall supply all of my needs that is generic prescription i'm telling you there is a personalized prescription that may not even be a scripture that talks about supply it may not even be second corinthians 9 verse 8 that god is able to make all grace abound towards you that you at all times you know it might not be that it might just be a a, a rousing from your inside i have made you a lender to nations <laughs> and like god have you forgotten the credit card debts have you forgotten i've blocked all the collector's numbers and they are haunting me down and there is that there is that you are just muttering it i'm a lender to nations i'm a lender to nations in the early days of muttering, you are speaking in the present and present continuous. By the time the edifice is erected, you now switch to the past tense. I have lended to nations. Glory to God. They are trusting God for healing. 
and there are generic prescriptions everywhere. By stripes are milled, by stripes are milled. Those are nice, but you found a word for you. Oh boy, a dear man of God shared a powerful testimony. I, I don't know how to share stories correctly. <laughs> this is where I wish my wife was in the room to help me. But don't worry, the essence is still accurate. I'm, I, I won't miss out on the essence. It might not be dramatically accurate, but in terms of the lessons and the principles, trust me, it is accurate. Particular lady, I believe, I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe the diagnosis was, was prolonged diabetes and she was having complications in the foot. And the doctors had said, we're going to amputate. And she said, give me time. Give me time. And she was just there, you, you know, it's, it's as though you're searching the scriptures, searching. And this is where regular study and prayer power meditation because that is where your quickened phrases will come from the ones that you will now bring here concerning my health there's a quickened word for me it might be a line in a sermon it might be something said during announcement it might be something during the testimonies the real collector of gems pays attention throughout when you see people distracted in a the service they don't have the revelation of rema they've tied their rema to the great man of god it may start and finish, and there is no quickened word for you. That's the, you will learn, don't get me wrong. But in terms of a quickened word, it might come during the worship. It might come during the opening prayer. It might come during, <laughs> during the stewards meeting for those who are not stewards. For those who pack their bags immediately and run out. It might come as you are just greeting somebody and running out. That's when that, it might just quicken, and it just sticks with you. This lady had been playing with scriptures, but suddenly in the place of prayer, she just ran into it. It will not cause your foot to be moved. Ah. That is not a healing scripture, but that is what was quickened to her. And she took it to the place of prayer, confessing it there. First, a confession. Muttering starts as confession, ends as declaration. And powers level three, proclamation. Boy, you can agree with me that we have to come back and listen again. And then the light came, boom, this foot it will not be moved. How can you, where, where, where will they teach you that? That that's a scripture for healing. Strangers shall hear my voice. They will flee out of the hiding places. In the Living Bible, verse 147, the same Psalms 119, it says, early in the morning, before the sun is up, sometimes the quickened word is from the morning prayers. It might be just one of the things that the pastor leading us leads us to repeat. Some, for me, I, which is why when any of our pastors is leading or preaching, I don't joke with it. As loaded as I believe God has loaded me for us, I get most blessed when I listen to them. My wife, our pastors, I don't joke with the anointing of God upon their lives at all. Which is why when I quote some of the things they said in some sermons, it's, almost, it's not just recognition. It's because I was really, really attentive and blessed. I was collecting. I was waiting for it. And when it comes, I bring out my notes and I capture it. This is for me. This is for me. A lot of them in my mind now. There was a time where it was just, there's light in Goshen. There's light in Goshen. Boy. And these are not like new words though. They are not, they are not new scriptures per se. But they are powered by the Spirit. Boy, oh boy. Ah, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. So, remember what we learned from the first one. The silent pondering of the musing. The goal is no emptiness. Someone is hearing this muttering, this repetition of phrases. 
I am filled with the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. In the understanding of Christ. The eyes of my understanding enlightened. Yes, some men of God saying, they've prayed this prayer. The same thing. Prayerful pondering. The same thing for six months. Non-stop. Morning, same thing. Afternoon, same thing. The results cannot be the same, guys. Let's, let's get out of this deception of God will just sprinkle, <laughs> sprinkle and just level everybody. No. No. There is no scriptural backing for that sort of expectation. No. No. No, man. No, sir. I want to balance this second level because someone is remembering something Jesus said and I want to flag it up. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 7. Please, this is not the muttering of meditation. This is the pagan practice of, of, of repetition as a tool to appease their God. This is exactly what was going on at Mount Carmel. This is what they did for such a long time. And remember what we said, if you can spend a long time in the quiet place, your proclamation is already powerful. What people are doing when it's time to proclaim is they are now trying to bring the musing and they are trying to bring the muttering, all of it outside in the day of proclamation. And that's what the prophets of Baal were doing and Elijah was teasing them. He says, you know, shout louder, dance louder, you know, do all these markings and vain because, let's go to it. Matthew 6, 7, it says, but when you pray, use not vain repetition. So the subject here was prayer. When you pray, use not vain repetition. Somebody say vain repetitions. Vain there means empty. Repetition means you are saying it again, again. I remember a young man who had traveled to the village of his nativity, packed a lot of gifts shared to people, shared to everybody, you know, when you just try to buy a lot for a lot of people. And I had gone to visit a very elderly lady who was actually a witch and greeted her, paid his respect and brought a gift. And the lady had asked for some more money. And the guy said, ah, Mama, I'm sorry I don't have. Innocently. And left. And the woman went into her own, <laughs> you know, he said, you've come to the mountain of the Lord. She went into her own shrine and said, he has said he does not have. I think she said it 4,000 times. That is vain repetition that has demonic possibilities. Hear what Jesus said. He said, don't use vain repetitions as the even do. This is the pagan practice of empty repetition. And he tells us their goal. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So he's saying the anchor for them, their confidence that an answer will come is that we are doing it long enough. That is not for the believer. It's not in the, the, the goal of this muttering. I will show us shortly. In the Amplified, verse 7 says, when you pray, do not heap up phrases, multiply words, repeating the same ones over and over. And you know, for many, many, many leading prayer, as a young, young child, I had questions. Who determines how long the prayer should be? He said, let us pray. Okay, let's start with thanksgiving. Let's just thank God. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I glorify you. I glorify you. I glorify you. After a while, the church will now collectively, it's, it's the wisdom of crowds. The volume will now come down. So that that person leading will know that it, it is, it's, <laughs> it's time now to round up. In Jesus' name, amen. Next. See, I'm praying for you that you will graduate from, 
from kindergarten. In the mighty name of Jesus. Where you shut your door and you begin to take territories. Where you shut your door and you begin to insist on dominion. This one is not doing, it's not, it's not, it is me doing a work now. It is me receiving the capacity to receive what he has given me. It, it is not, my confidence is not that my multiple repetitions will make him here. He has heard me, he has released. I am the one developing the capacity to receive here. And what are you doing in the place of prayerful pondering? The goal here is that the word, the quickened word, the rema you have received becomes a picture that you can see. And you can touch. It becomes a picture that you can see and you can touch. This is the goal. This is the work. This is where you begin to listen to servants of God saying, I did this for three months. I did this for six months. I did this for a year. Some will say that for seven years of our ministry, this is what was our steady confession. Remember what we said? Initially, it is confession because the picture is forming, you are seeing it, you are touching it. Having formed that edifice, you break the gushes and suddenly switches to proclamation. It is no longer I will or I am. It is now I have. All right. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to verse 8. I'm reading from the Living Bible. Philippians chapter 4. This is also talking for the believer about both prayer and prayerful meditation. It says, don't worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing. We have a teaching on this. It will bless you. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs. And don't forget to thank him for his answers. So this is not the pagan expectation that it is our repetition that will create being heard. It says in verse 7, if you do this, you will experience God's peace. Can you see it's completely different from the anxiety of the prophets of Baal? You have God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your hearts, keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. Can you see that? And the word there is garrison. Is the, the, the same military police we're talking about. Surrounding with rest, quietness. The situation will come. The circumstance will come. The voices will come. People will speak and talk. You are garrisoned there. You are at quietness, rest. You know this is the place of your confidence. And he says in verse 8, And now, brothers, I close this letter. Let me say this one more thing. Fix your thoughts. This is the power of muttering. Fix your thoughts. Stay on it. There is a lack of staying power. It is a spiritual pandemic in the body of Christ. We can't stay on the matter. Stay until the, the, the victory bursts forth. If I told you now, can you commit for the next two weeks, one hour praying daily, that's the secret to your victory. Many of us just want to continue as is. And you don't know sometimes, this dealing with things will make you go further and further. I'll never forget the quote by, by, by Stephen Covey, who is now of blessed memory. He said, if you give me seven hours to cut a tree, I will use the first six in sharpening my axe. For the believer, what that is, is in prayer, in study, in meditation. Don't let those who want to start striking at our number one, let them strike. You are there in quietness, sharpening. You are there muttering. You are there in confidence. You are there in rest. You are seeing it. You are touching it. Your own last hour, it's sharp. There you, boom, and then it's done. And you go home, and others are still sweating. I pray for you in this season of grace upon grace. May the grace for ease, the grace for speed, the grace for results come upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And with that grace will come the empowerment for these disciplines. That you'll be a, a, a doer of the word, not just hearer alone. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's begin to tie this up. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is good, what is right. Think about things that are pure, lovely. Dwell on the fine good things in others. Think about all you can praise God for and be glad about it. The goal of level two, prayerful pondering. This is the one that happens for long until the day star rises. This is the one we stay with until you can see it. I'll show you two scriptures. One of them, Pastor, was sharing very recently at the Wonders and Miracles service in London. This happens to fall on the same day we have let God arise because of the time zone. I can be blessed there before I come to minister. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. Pastor was sharing from Genesis 3 and verse 8. Powerful boy. Light. Habakkuk 2 verse 1 and then we'll go to Genesis 3 verse 8 and we'll round up this evening. The third one isn't, isn't many already know. They don't know how to do that because they are not seeing results but they now know why they are not seeing results because we've touched on layer 1 and layer 2. And we'll even go deeper next week. Wednesday, if Jesus tarries, somebody say glory to God. The goal of this prayerful pondering is that the words, you now begin to see it. It's no longer by stripes I am healed. You might be a sick person on a bed, but you do this prayerful pondering until you begin to see a healed person achieving destiny. You begin to see, for instance, as a ministry now, the Lord has shown us that we are going to spread nationwide, that we are going to gather in our thousands and we are going to make Jesus glorified all across this land. And you look at our current size and you're trying to make sense of how that spreads. But you need to begin to see it. And we'll stay there, we'll begin to see it. You can see it. You can see the champions raised. You can see the territories taken across provinces. You can see many giants coming to understand prayer. Many exposing their hearts to the teachings of God's word, becoming solid, growing there. You are seeing families. You are seeing sicknesses flying out there. Demons being cast out. You are seeing many glorifying Jesus. You are seeing crusades. You are seeing let God arise. Rogers Center, Staple Center, fully packed to the brim. You are seeing that those kind of things happen here in the place of prayerful pondering. If you cannot anchor your soul here, you will get out there and you'll meet discouragement and the truth is, discouragement will get in. The issue is not that discouragement exists. It's can it get in and undo. Boy. Where did all the time go? Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. Please pay attention. The, the two scriptures we are reading now are scriptures you know. Habakkuk 2 verse 1, Genesis 3 verse 8. They are scriptures you know, but please, let's look at it together. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Please don't, don't gloss over it. I will watch to see what he will say. It happens at the tower. It happens at the place of prayerful pondering. He has said it, I've heard it. But the power does not come when I've heard it. The power comes when I've seen it. Let me switch to the Amplified. The same, the same text. It says, I will in my thinking stand upon my post of observation and station myself on the tower or fortress and will watch to see what he will say within me. 
This is talking about the power of imagination. I have some practical tips for us here. The average imagination of the human today is under attack. Let me tell you the way God designed your mind. The more pictures you see moving with your physical eyes, the less pictures your mind is able to create. Have you ever read a book before? And they just announced, we're making this book into a movie and everybody's excited. And you go and see the movie and people who did not read the book are like, oh, wow, ama amazing. And you that you read the book, you are very disappointed. Because when you were the director and executive producer and the score writer and the editor, that you, it was more beautiful in your mind. You're like, they picked the wrong cast. That person doesn't look like, <laughs> like the real person. Where, how did you know the real person? You formed the picture in your mind. Please, parents, let's take this serious. All of us, adults, young, old, we need to deliberately reduce screen time. It is an affluent on our creative, imaginative possibilities. Genesis 11, it says God saw that what they are imagined to do. In his books, it was reckoned as done. Imagination is rated in the courts of heaven as that powerful. Many believers today are not creating things in their thoughts. This is what the, the, the new agers are now selling. Just put it around you. See it. See it. Say it. See it. Say it. Become it. See it. Say it. Become it. Screen time. It is poisonous to our creative ability to brood on God's word. It says, I will stay there in my thinking. I will see what he will say within me. I will stay there muttering it. Muttering it. It will not cause my foot to be moved. It will not cause my foot to be moved. I already entered with a song. I've already attained that stillness with gratitude. It says, now the voice of the Lord will be heard. The voice of the Lord will be heard mightily. The voice of the Lord will break down and shatter Assyria. This is how it happens. You now begin to see it. Having seen it, this is what people who have seen it can come out and say things like, I will never be poor again. If you are repeating what you are saying without having seen what you have said, can you see it now? Because we are copying people's prescriptions and proclamations, but we are not doing the disciplines of their study, prayer, and meditation. So they are having results, and many of us are not. And we are saying God is unfaithful, and God is saying, I am righteous. I, it's not today I be, I've been righteous since I am righteous. And that's why he's sending these words to us. Somebody say glory to God. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. This is the one that pastor opened up. Boy, please let's read it together. Let's read it together. Hmm. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. The voice of the Lord was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Boy, it says, And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. So this was like a prayer walk. I'm, I'm not saying that. Adam was an introvert and Eve was an introvert. Please, we are not making these rules. In fact, sometimes you can do closet, you can do everything. All right? So I just wanted to balance that. But look at this. Let us imagine that sin had not come in. They heard the voice of the Lord walking. Imagine if they were not running away. If they were running towards, what were they running to? They were running to the voice, to see the voice. Boy. 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 Boy, I pray for you. You can see why the enemy is after your time. 
You can see why the distractions are on steroids. You can see why the, 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 the rat race is racing faster than ever. You can see why all the screens are shining and blitzing. The enemy is scared of what we can produce when we rediscover the place of power. Oh, but power shall we bring to our world. In the mighty name of Jesus, I hold my hands in agreement with you that you will arise, you will arise, you will arise, you will arise. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say glory to God. Level 3 needs no introduction to us. Now that you know the secret, go and stay in the place of power. Trust God. Boy. I'll begin to explore level three in deeper depths next week, Wednesday. This is where you now begin to moan with sounds and begin to make proclamations. I had a dear man of God say, I haven't confessed and confessed and seen it. He said he was as broke as broke could be. He was pastoring just a few people and he could see the crowds. And he, before they started saying, yeah, you've run mad, he will run to his car, increase the music so that people won't hear him and say, this guy is mad. And he will start shouting, glory to God. I am prosperous. I am healed. Sickness has no place in my body. Oh boy, I see the crowds. I am a blessing to nations. And he will shout it in his car. And then he will turn off the car and go in back to the house like a normal human being and people will not know that he has entered into a place boy just 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 wait just just wait just give him time that is the power of proclamation that is an offshoot of prayerful meditation this is where you hit the gushers this is where you boldly declare this is where you say it loud the power here is not really in the loudness of your voice but in the clarity of the revelation the picture as you've seen it in the place of meditation we round up boy 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 i just want to go on but we round up this evening with hebrews chapter 13 and verse 6 and we pick it up from here next week wednesday i trust that someone has been empowered i trust that someone has been blessed hebrews chapter 13 13 and verse 6 please let me pick it from verse 5 as we round up this evening let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have listen now this is where we are going for he has said this is the word now for he has said i will never leave you nor forsake you so that is what he has said when the Spirit of God quickens this word to you and you take it as your prayerful muttering, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now, verse 6 is now talking about level 3 of meditation. It says, so that we may boldly say, he has said is the impute. We may boldly say is the output. Look at the version now. The Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me boy boy i just feel maybe to stay here and speak into the life for somebody who needs help except the lord helps you right now right now right now i just want to stay there and prophesy to you you've not had time and hear me this is where god now begins to create the office of the apostolic the office of the prophetic the the gifts of the spirit many times to to condense these realities and bring possibilities when their urgency is like this father i agree with your son i agree with your daughter that help divine help from above let it show up for them in the mighty name of jesus and the grace to arise to be a person of stature to go with your word to 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 to, to have a polished refined sword for the spirits to wield with let that grace come upon us in the mighty name of jesus oh come on wherever you are just raise your voice in thanksgiving and say father thank you for your word this word is for me 
this is the secret for my enlargement this is the secret for my increase now you are going to take those quickened words words for your health words for your prosperity words for your marriage words for that pregnancy words for the new job words for the new assignment and you can now take it and run with it god did not lie god did not god is not a man that he should lie god is not unrighteous he's not partial he did not honor the person and left you no 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 now the light has come and the secret has come the grace to rediscover the place of quietness to discover the place of prayer pondering to discover the place of confidence and rest so that the proclamations will be empowered we are declaring we may boldly say oh thank you father for this light we receive the grace to be doers of your word we give you all the praise for in jesus name we have prayed all of this journey begins with saying yes to jesus i want to invite you very quickly all through the sermon this evening this teaching there's been a burning on your heart i didn't know this i was disappointed i thought i prayed and i didn't see results i didn't know this can I rededicate? Will you accept me, boy? He says he will in no way cast away. Anyone who comes to him has been waiting for this moment. Say, my son, come back home. My daughter, come back home. And for those who are making this decision for the first time, big congratulations to you. Let us say this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. Thank you because victoriously you rose again on the third day. I believe you are alive today. So I ask that you come live in me and that you give me the grace to live for you. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, I thank you for your sons and your daughters making the greatest, best decision ever. I pray for a supply of your spirit and a multiplication of your grace. They will grow to become giants in your kingdom. Jesus alone glorified through their lives. In the name of Jesus. Father, once again, I sense that rousing. I speak and prophesy help to the life of everyone under the sound of my voice. Let an end come to the struggle. Let an end come to the strivings. We, un we unlocked supernatural help right now we unlock urgently we unlock supernatural help divine intervention in the mighty name of jesus thank you gracious father because it is done for in jesus name we have prayed oh wow what a time in his presence if you can wherever you are i want you to jam those ends together give the lord a big shout Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.